All right. Okay, so DeSantis sends two planes and a bus out of Florida, up north, to Mar Martha's Vineyard. Okay. And the Twitterverse goes absolutely apeshit about fucking human trafficking. Oh, my God. You know, these people are so racist, and you know, they're using it as a political point. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they are a little bit, yeah, admittedly, sure. Um, but when they get to Martha's Vineyard, yeah, they're, they're helping them out, giving them food, you know, trying to find out where they want to go and all that stuff. They're actually, you know, trying to help up there, but they got rid of them. Off that island in less than 24 hours, they declared a, 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 natural, a human, humanitarian emergency, activated the National Guard, pulled together every freaking resource they could as their volunteer services, you know, whatever they got going on up there to help. And, and they did. They, they helped. They actually clothed them, got them food, and all that good stuff. You know, kudos there. But then they put them right on a bus to get rid of them. <laughs> California now is nice to the homeland. Nothing about human trafficking for most folks. <laughs> huh. <laughs> but, you know, because the Republicans did it, you know, hey, hey human trafficking. Yeah. Come on, folks. I mean, it's hot. Kettle. I mean, it is. That, that, that. And why are they just shipping them around? That's the thing I don't get. What's going on with the initial, like, I, I've heard nothing about this. So why were they shipping them to begin with? Well, What's going on here? It is a political stunt. I, I have to give it that. It's a fucking political stunt, and it sucks that it has to go that direction. But when we've been complaining, well, at least the southern states have been complaining a lot about the influx of you know migrants coming across the border illegally. But you know, let's let's put that part on the side burner. They're coming across the border, and they are flooding the southern states: Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Mississippi. They're, they're getting flooded. Um, and nobody's doing anything about it. They're just saying, oh, it's no problem. You know, they deserve to come over here. We shouldn't have borders, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, folks, I believe we shouldn't have borders as well. I just believe we got a different way we should be doing it. But so all these people coming across, and it's up to those few states on the southern border to handle all of this. And nobody's trying to do anything about it, about curbing it. Nobody's sending any extra money down there for them to do it other than what they've been getting. So somebody had the bright-ass idea that, hey, all these sanctuary cities up here that aren't going to be doing anything to send them back, let's send these people there. They apparently are okay with it. So somebody had the bright idea, let's send these migrants up to the sanctuary cities. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of the sanctuary cities, right? Yeah, that, that was kind of my idea, my thought when people started sanctuary, saying we're a sanctuary city. Um, so it, it happened, and you know, one of the first ones was to New York and D.C., both New York and D.C. declared a natural, a, a, a state of emergency immediately, as soon as just a few thousand came to them. Well, there's a few hundred that went to New York and a few hundred that went to D.C. Altogether, it was a few thousand. Um, but Texas gets a few thousand every day. Florida gets a few hundred every day. This is one day that New York and D.C. got a, a couple hundred, and it was a a state of emergency. Well, all so, well then they, I guess, I don't know, I'd have to look more into it before I have a like, full opinion on it. But just my initial knee-jerk, it's one, you got to think there's the population density of New York City and Washington, D.C. versus Texas. Um, that there's a big, they, they'd notice them quicker. But two, it's, they, they haven't themselves been down here and seen the influx of it. 
You know, I mean, they haven't seen it themselves down here, and until it happens there, then they're like, oh, oh, now we see. <laughs> so. Well, that, that's part of the problem is that all these, you know, the, the politicians that say it's not a problem, that they should all be able to come over regardless, and it's a humanitarian you know, disaster that they're trying to detain them down south and all, they never go down there to see it. All they do is look at a few numbers and be like, oh, that's not bad. Well, when you're actually down at the border and you see that it's, it's actually a problem, everybody at the border screaming and crying and yelling at the top of their lungs, this is a freaking problem. And you have folks, you know, I'm not even going to put the name in there that say, you know, well, I've been there and it's not that big of a problem. And they never actually got close. Yeah, yeah. Never entered the state when they said that. So that's the kind of issue we've got. We've, we've got part of the folks saying that it, it's not a problem and it should be allowed. And then you got the other folks that are actually on the front line saying it's a freaking problem and nobody's listening to each other. No, no, and that... Like, it's something that could have been solved, but, like, it, there's no simple answer for it. I mean, like, if we shut down the borders, that's that's one option, but then we become this walled-off state, and it's never what we were supposed to be like that. Like, that's not the ideal. And, you know, Mexico, apparently, like I said, there, there's a lot of shit going on down there. So that's allow them to Mexico. come here, maybe making it easier for them to come here, uh, but not making it... I, I, I've never understood why... People use, like, the coyotes to get them across the border. Um, the vast majority of them that are smart come in on, just get a, a passport and a little visa, temporary visa, fly on in a plane, and then just disappear into the States. Um, so, I mean, border control in that regard wouldn't, I mean, like building a wall or anything like that, that ain't going to do no good. That ain't going to help for shit, nothing on that. No, but, um, and I, I think that'd be where the vast majority come in. I don't know why some use the coyotes. I, I ha, like if anybody has any input on that, I'd I'd love to know because it seems to be easier to get on an airplane, and cheaper for that matter. Like uh, one guy I know, he paid like ten grand to get hauled across the fucking desert and with a few jugs of water until his fucking feet were bleeding to fucking get here. And it's like, why didn't you just pay five hundred dollars? Sit in an air conditioned airplane where they bring you water. Well, it, it takes time. You know, for those visas, it doesn't happen in a couple of weeks. It usually takes a year or two, um, which is a big problem with our immigration policies is that it takes so freaking long to actually get through the channels, and it's so backlogged because we've got everybody sitting on the border trying to stop people from coming in instead yeah. of actually processing the And when, the and when you're starving to death or escaping cartel violence, you ain't got time to wait. You ain't got time for that shit right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Being held in a detention center... At the border is better than having your head cut off and being hung from a bridge. Yeah. Now, I wish we were in a situation where we didn't have to worry about borders and, you know, we had all the resources in the world to be able to do everything that everybody wanted to do. But it, it really is a, it's a, it's a numbers game with the resources. We have to have the people documented because we have a limited amount of resources to go around. You know, we are one of, one of the wealthiest nations when it comes to that, but we still have a limit. And we have to move those resources around. Yeah, even our infrastructure, like if you go to a, um, like a gas station around 7 in the morning, like they're, good luck getting to the bathroom, good luck, you know, getting to the coffee, good luck getting to the little food they have set out, you know, like the little, the, the little morning biscuits and shit. Like, right, because that store was built to handle 30 people an hour coming in, and now all of a sudden you got you know, 150, you've got 150 coming you got in. Yeah, a bunch of like landscape trucks and construction crews. And I mean, they... Well, we, we weren't, our infrastructure can't keep up with the number of people coming in. 
Like if it was if it was less people coming in, but like I've said in our in a previous talk, the way to fix that is to fix what's going on down there. We could fix going on what's going on down in Mexico quicker than I think we could fix the immigration problem. You know? Well, more than likely, yeah. I mean, just one little piece of legislature will stop most of the problems in Mexico. But it's not just Mexico. No, we got we, Honduras, we got Venezuela, we got Brazil, we got I mean, we got well, a yeah, lot of folks that are coming would, all the way from down south and we through Mexico to get here. Well, if Mexico is as good as here, or you know, a better place than it is, if they could find that better life they're looking for in Mexico, why keep coming north? Exactly. That's kind yeah, of one of the things. Let's, some, let's make everybody sell. Let's try to make other countries as wealthy and as spoiled as we are. Yeah. Make, make, give them give them a reason to stay home. You know, it's like uh, that fucking Last of the Mexicans on uh, South Park. <laughs> you don't see too many people trying their best and their hardest to get out of the United States. No, no. <laughs> I could have tried harder when I really wanted to go. I mean, as bad as people say it is here. You don't see people, you know, fighting and you know risking their lives to leave yet. <laughs> yet, yeah, yeah. A few more mass shootings, <laughs> and, and <laughs> one more bad president. And I'm, 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 I mean, Canada looks pretty good. It's never that hot there. <laughs> I, I no, I, I can't say that, my my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's never that hot. Uh, Canada's starting to look a little too much like a dictatorship up there. <laughs> I mean. They kind of all are. <laughs> Give me a fucking pair of rose-colored glasses at least, you know? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the, we had rose-colored glasses here since, like, the 70s, and they're just getting dingy as fuck. Everything... Right. Just, you know, right now here in the States, just give me a fucking eyeglass cleaner, and I'll, I'll be good, man. <laughs> just pluck them out. I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sad that it's a, it's a worldwide freaking thing. It's not just here; it's every freaking where. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I said, man. There was there was a time I really did want to move off to uh to like Holland or uh and and right now I if I had the money to do it and the ability to do so without like abandoning my children, I'd I'd go to fucking Finland or fucking Iceland or something like that, uh you know. But what you gonna do? Go up to to uh, Denmark or what, what? What country is that one? I can't remember which one of those Nordic countries got that whole educational system to where if, if you're a student, you know, you you go to, you go to school for free as long as you want to. Just be a career student <laughs> for the rest of your life. Well, I never mean, use any of that education to go back to work and put anything back into the society. But you know, you just go to school. I mean. Why not if you're able to if you're able to do it if they're able to do it for if they're able to do that for their citizens? Yeah, how long do you think that'll last if the population cre increases though? Well, I mean, maybe they'll figure out a better answer than America has for solving immigration. <laughs> maybe um, they're already to the point where you know it's almost impossible to actually own a car because of the taxes on said car. Well, if you live in a small, somebody here. No, over well, if you if you live in a small little rural, rural little fucking area like well, well, not small but condensed, like say Paris, right? Like you don't really need a car if you live in Paris. Yeah, you know, everybody, most people there have little Vespas and shit to get around on. You know what I mean? Because it's such a small area, you're not going far. In other countries, yeah, cultures can probably change stuff like that. But I mean, you you look, you would think. In New York, 
people would have adopted motorcycles I, more. I don't but. understand. And every car you every like when we a went to New York, parking spot in New York costs more than my fucking rent. Like we're not going to talk about the George Washington Bridge, all right? Let's just talk about New York City. Yeah. I've been there that one time with you, <laughs> and it sucked. And every car except ours was yellow. Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it had several dents. <laughs> why? Why is everybody there a taxi driver? <laughs> like the only way to get around in New York is in a taxi, but. And people don't own cars because of the traffic. You get in a taxi, and the traffic don't change. No. I don't, I don't get it. You're just paying somebody else to drive you at that point. I mean, <laughs> meter's running. You're stuck in traffic for three hours on the fucking bridge. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nuts, man. I don't understand why. You, you would think in a situation like that, people would adopt motorcycles. They would adopt the Parisian ideals, you know? Or, you know, scooters. Smaller vehicles, even you know, just make cars half the size. You only got one fucking person well, in the goddamn thing. That's why so many thing. European cars are much smaller and compact. Yeah, you know, I mean, make two seat cars. Make them, you know, not side by side, but a front seat and a back seat. That way, you, know, you can fit two cars on a fucking lane. But no, we don't adapt that shit. We build tunnels underneath it so we can put more people in more bigger vehicles. Yeah, that's what Elon Musk's doing out in L.A. Yeah. Did you hear how he got that? Uh-uh. So he, was, he wanted to do it, so he started going to, like, planning departments and just figure out what permits he needed to do to do it. And nobody could answer his question. He's like, well, I need a permit for this. I want to dig a tunnel to fucking ease uh, congestion under, in, in the L.A. area. And I was like, well, you're going to need a permit for that. And he's like, all right, well, how do I get the permit? Nobody knew. So he just started doing it. <laughs> he's like well somebody will come up with the paperwork so he started doing it and sure enough <laughs> they're like hey hey you need to fill out this form you know <laughs> as, as, oh geez. like I, 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 I I'm a little bit suspicious of Elon Musk but a lot of times uh, there's a lot of things he's done that I've liked <laughs> and that that's one of them like well fuck it you know nobody wants to give him the answer I'll just start they'll have an answer then it's like when you, uh, when you need help at a Walmart and, like, at the electronics desk and nobody's there, just walk around behind the cash register. Somebody's coming. <laughs> like, they'll be there in uh, seconds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody ever shows up when you push the damn button or when you're walking around looking for something. But, yeah, you go over there to fuck with Unless that shit. Unless I want to be left bad. alone. If I want to be left alone, which is, like, 98% of the time in Walmart, they're, they're up my ass. Can I help you find something? You know, and goddamn, if I go to Best Buy, I just fuck off. <laughs> I will come get you if I need you. You know you want that internet package. No. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with the only one I was able to get where I live. <laughs> satellite TV with internet. Don't need it. Phone in good. We can save it with a bundle. I don't need the satellite. I don't need a home phone. <laughs> Matter of fact, with one cell phone plan, I can have all the TV I want, all the internet I want, and all the phone calls I need to make. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> but what I do need is on aisle seven. And if you will leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit. I can't stand that either. But I, I, I understand it. These people got to make a living. Too. I went to, they make a living on selling you shit. I was so at, I was at Sam's Club. Me and Jessica went to Sam's Club. And they got her. I'm standing like 30 feet away getting angrier and angrier. Both at this, this point, like, we're going to get groceries. 
got internet plans. <laughs> like, um, it's hard to get away from when they say when they say that. No, I just walk. I just breeze by at this point. It's either that or I, I get rude. <laughs> it's like, mm-mm. well, sometimes you got to be that way, and they understand it. They know they're pissing you off when they're trying to see that shit, but they're just they're trying to do them. Man. I understand. I understand, and you know, and some of them are really damn good at it. They haven't been good enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else we got in the the news ticker today? Oh, I forgot I. Not the only big thing I've been seeing jumping up here you know, the last two days was the whole paying fair share kind of bullshit. What's that? I haven't even heard about people wanting the rich to pay their fair share in taxes. They should. They do. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, okay, corporations get away with it, okay, because there's all kinds of ways for to get tax breaks. If you own a business... You can spend all your profit in whatever the fucking hell you want to. And you've made no money, so you pay no taxes. But you've made all the money that you need to continue your business. You've invested it back in to grow. Paid all your employees. You got an extra fucking bonus at the end of the year for yourself. All the business money's gone, so the business doesn't pay fucking tax. Well, I guess what I... I, I I've always been a proponent of the flat tax system. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all for that. And that's then to me. We could, then you know, to me we that would, would be paying be, our fair share, and they would pay theirs. You yeah, know? everybody would pay the same share. If but. if fifteen percent of your income is hundred and fifty dollars or a billion dollars, well, I mean, fuck it, you pay your fair fucking share. But just if you look at the daggone numbers, the top two percent of earners in America pay the same in taxes as the other 98%. Like the same dollar amount? Like in, you know, there's 45 billion, I don't know the exact number, but there's $40 billion worth of taxes go in. Fucking the 2% pay 20 billion, the other 98% pay 20 billion. I got what you're saying, I got what you're saying. Like, pesos, anybody making over six figures is pushing 50% of their damn income as taxes. I don't know about, you know, other folks, but I can tell you now, I'm paying 37%. One, I think a flat tax would be better. Um, and two, they, I think there should be more representation of our tax dollars. All this, uh, there's, a lot of our money goes to places we have no real say in it. Um, and we don't get to know because, oh, oh, well, that's on the black budget. No, fuck that. You uh, know? That's because we no longer have actual representation in government. No, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. You, know, um, you get a couple of the, the junior folks go in there, and they actually go in with good thoughts and good ideals. I'm going to fucking be the, the right kind of person. You know, We're going to go back. After about 10 years of lobbyists, that's done. Yeah, that's over with as soon yeah. as somebody hands them a million dollars. Yeah. That's a lobbyist to be fucking charged with treason and shot. I mean, that's, I fucking hate it. Yeah, we shouldn't allow lobbyists. Yeah. Actually, Especially corporate lobby. Now, if you're going to have maybe like, uh, like uh, c- citizen like interest lobbyists, like saying, hey, these are some of the problems that are going on. Rather, you know, that would be cool. But to have corporate lobbyists going around, no. No, because you know, we're going to get into our fascism episodes, but fascism is the marriage of corporate power and state power. And lobbyists are the fucking pill that's in- introduced, fuck, you know, that it's the fascist pill that the government took. It, yeah. is, it is absolutely fascist. It absolutely has taken uh, so, many, so much shit away. And Fuck, I mean, because of these fucks, Walmart can have life, it has fucking uh, life insurance policies on, like, 
they're older, like they're, they're door greeters. That's why they hire these old people for door greeters, is so they can fill out a life insurance policy on them. And do the, does the family get the benefits of that life insurance policy? Fuck no. no. It goes to Walmart. So, I mean, but Walmart's doing such a good thing about putting these people to have no other jobs with a job. We'll do a whole episode <laughs> yeah. on Walmart one day, Mike. A whole episode. <laughs> Every time I go there, I'm already mad that I'm there. <laughs> it doesn't help that there's other people in How there. How about the fact that they're one of the ones that are actually pushing this $15 an hour minimum wage shit so they can push all the rest of the mom and pop stores out of business because they can't afford to pay nobody know, $15 an hour. And not on top of that, there's this whole thing of uh, they make you work off the clock at Walmart. They'll be like, hey, before you clock in or after you clock out, and it's, if you say no, well, then, you know, it's whatever. It's a Walmart job. They'll just find somebody else. And especially in, these, in the right-to-work states and shit, like, they just do whatever the fuck they want. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll do Walmart one day. Yeah, that, that's a problem with the, con- with the company. It's also a problem with the people. Like, if nobody went there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, if nobody went there, there wouldn't be a Walmart. And if the empl- employees stopped doing the shit, okay, they'd lose their job. But if the next employee wouldn't do it either, and then the next employee wouldn't do it either, and then people stopped taking the damn job for the bullshit money they were paying for this bullshit fucking work, then they wouldn't have nobody to do the damn that, job, and we wouldn't have a Walmart. That sounds a lot like unionization. Well, that <laughs> sounds a lot like capitalism to me. It, it's, almost, it's almost like fair, in a democratic society, capitalism can exist, but you need protections against the, for, against the like, you need protections for the workers. You've got to have, like, that type of solidarity you're talking about. Isn't a right to work sake? Nah, fuck you. I'll just fire. I'll just fire you and hire somebody else. Okay, who the hell are you going to hire if everybody else has got the same mindset that I'm not going to go well, in see, there and dig what, that fucking we've been for seeing $5. that. We've been seeing that in in the fast food industry. You cannot go to a fast food restaurant, at least in North Carolina, without seeing a now hiring sign and then being severely short staffed. Because after COVID, people said, "Fuck that." I'll find a job. Yeah, when the else. government was giving them fifteen yeah, dollars an hour to sit at home. Yeah, or not. And and I I I applaud them for it. Like, fucking teach hey, them a goddamn lesson. I'm all for it. I've been <laughs> telling people this shit for fucking years. You don't like working for fucking minimum wage, don't work for minimum wage. Yeah. I took that everybody. mindset a long time ago. I will not set my alarm clock for less than $10 an hour, and that was fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> I won't set my alarm clock for less than 15 an hour now. It yeah. just ain't happening. No. <laughs> I don't care what the job is. It's going to be $15 an hour for me to do any fucking this. thing. And you can barely survive. It's hard to survive well, on that. You can you know? Yeah, I tell people that too. And you can. You can. You, it, you, you have to live within your means. It's, you can have whatever life you, you can afford. Yeah. And, um, and if you try to afford too much, you're going to go backwards, and then you got a year or two of fucking digging a hole out, and you, it's really difficult if you're still stuck in the same situation. And it requires some work on the individual's part to make themselves more valuable so that they can go into that job. No, I'm not going to work for $9 an hour. You're going to pay me 12 and this is why. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and we've seen we've been seeing it in that in that situation, and I wish it would go across the board. Um, but it's, and there was actually a brief moment in time where I was hoping that people deciding they weren't going to go back to work was going to drive up the price of labor. And I was like, for it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> it was there was a moment. It did a little bit. Some companies enough, voluntarily but... started offering people more and better, or if they couldn't offer more money, they started offering better benefits. But unfortunately, now you know it. it I used to have a mantra: I'd never spend more than five dollars for a fucking for a meal. Where the fuck are you eating? Yeah, 
For every, yeah, everywhere, man. <laughs> you know, until recently, and I mean, like, just before COVID hit, I had never spent more than $5 going to any fucking little fast food joint. I mean, I would not go to a, I ain't talking about going to a sit-down restaurant where I'm getting actual of course, service. Of course, You know, when I go there, I expect to pay for service, and, you know, I expect to get service as well. Um, and you're paying for quality and all everything. Yeah, but, you know, I picked that up back in the early 90s, late, no, no, it was late 90s, sorry. I'm not quite that old. Um... But it was it was one of our mantras for the sale, one of the sales groups I was in. Now this, tra- it was a trashy ass sales group where we just went to a fucking um, a, a mini storage warehouse kind of a setting, grabbed a bunch of stuff where people bought crap in bulk, and then we walked the streets, bait, knocking on doors, walking into stores, and selling whatever the hell we were carrying in our backpack. Um, but we had a mantra, you know, about when you go out for lunch, you never spend more than five dollars, and I never did until here recently. Now I can't even get a freaking Happy Meal for less than $5. You know, the thing that used to cost me $3 in less than two years has jumped up to a $5 bill or better. And yeah, I'm a little upset about that. Yeah. But I mean, there's, I mean, there's been issues with like, there's been issues with like supply chains and shit like that. And like with the fluctuating price of gas, I mean, I, I, I've understood prices on some things going up. Well, let's put some of the blame exactly where it goes, and that's on the corporate guys up in the damn top that don't want to take a pay cut either. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing. Like, why does, when, when shit starts going downhill, why do the people who have the least get hurt the most? Yeah, because the people who have the most work the damn asses off to get up there to do it, and they're not letting go no, of it. No, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's, that's not the case in most parts, man. You have, you have, your, you have your, like, rare cases like Bezos and shit like that. But, man, a lot of people, they get in them positions just, they went to college for, like, business management, and they knew a guy, and they get put in this position, and they kiss ass. They're not really busting their fucking asses. And, you know, if a pay cut would hurt them less than it would somebody who's barely fucking making ends meet. Yeah, like I said, I get that. I don't understand why some of those, what I would call middle management guy folks, what makes their particular job title worth six figures? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on that boat. What makes that job worth six figures? But let's say that it is. Well, this person did what was necessary to get that particular job. I didn't. I didn't go to fucking college. I don't know jack shit about business management, except, you know, buy low, sell high. You know, that's the closest thing to business I know, really. It served me pretty well. But uh, I'm definitely not going to get a job in, you know, upper middle management for, you know, six figures. Uh, but... Uh, I, I can't fault those folks that did, you know, go to college. You know, some of them worked their ass off no, to go no, to college. I, I don't fault them for going to college. Some of them took out a big-ass student loan, and, you know, they, they I don't even fault them for that. making all that money. I fault the system that makes it to where they make all that money, and everybody else gets shit on, and when something, when people have to get let go or wages have to be cut, it's never the big wages. I get it. Um, and it goes back to the people that are taking the lower-paid jobs, that the companies are offering because the people are taking it, why would they offer more? Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I get it. If you don't take that job, there's somebody else over there that's willing to take that job, which makes it hard for you to say you're not going to take that job. I get it. But just as an a- a- anecdotal kind of situation, last job that I took, you know, was, you know, offering their jobs at, you know, at the moment, at that time, $12 an hour. You know, I went in there knowing I wasn't going to do it for $12 an hour. Not going to happen. So I, 
I learned about the job before I went for the interview, so I would know what the hell I was talking about, and I was actually able to out-fucking maneuver the freaking interviewer. I turned it around to the point, no, no, why do I want to work for you? Uh-uh, why do you want me to work for you? Why do you want me is the situation. This is what I'm bringing to the table. How much are you going to pay me? Yeah. And when you said, we pay $12 an hour, I said, well, I can go get that at fucking Walmart, brother, and not have nowhere near the fucking stress you're telling me I've got, so let's talk about this for freaking more. I know what I'm doing. I got this job. I can, I can handle it. I've got the driving record that you need. I've got the background in the, the whole, you know, in electronics. And, you know, I was one of these contractors, so I know the people that I'm working for. So why do you want me to come to work for you? And how much are you going to pay me to do this shit? Yeah. And I wound up getting $3 an hour more than their starting pay. Yeah. And, and there was my, the last uh, tower job I had, um, I was making, because I wasn't a climber, I was just a ground guy, I, I was making 13 an hour. And I started, you know, I'm out there having fucking heat strokes every day in the goddamn tower compound. So I was passing by a sheets, and I took a picture of their sign where they said they were starting people off at 14.50, and I sent it to my boss. And uh, that Friday, I had an extra dollar and fifty on my paycheck. As far as my, uh, my, 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 it went up. And you know, because he he understood what I was saying. Like I can go work in the air conditioning for more. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's up to the people. To me, people have the power. They don't realize it because they've been beaten down and downtrodden and told they don't for so damn long that they have forgotten that people have the power in this country, especially when it comes to the labor force. We are the fucking labor force. You know, we had a big problem for a little while where, you know, the immigrants would come over and they would work for pennies on the fucking dollar. That don't happen any fucking more. No. You know, those, immigrants, the those immigrants are coming in, they're taking the exact same job for the exact same starting pay that you, know, you would get. You got to talk yourself into being better than that particular situation. So we no longer have that problem where we have a labor force that's willing to do this job for way less. That, that don't happen anymore. Well, I'm sure it happens occasionally. Uh, yeah, like with farmhands and stuff like that, yeah. Bro, the people are making fucking $20 an hour to go pick lettuce for fucking dole. You know, those, those migrant workers that everybody's talking about goes out and works for five dollars, they do not exist. You know, the migrant worker that comes in and is cleaning working. your house for fucking, you know, 50 bucks you know, to come in three dollars, three days a week to clean your house, and all you're paying is fifty bucks. Yeah, they're getting shafted. Right. And I'm, I'm not talking about like companies like Dole, like the farm out behind the house here. If they have migrant workers, I guarantee you they ain't making over ten an hour. I don't know about that particular one. That's what I mean by farmhands. I'm not talking about like I know the ones that I live near and that I talk to when we're straw sitting dogs. at this Yeah, I, well, definitely the straw dogs. They're busting their fucking ass for that straw, but they're making money. Yeah. Um, and then you get the peach guys. They're making money. Um, I've actually thought about going to work in the peach orchards out there because of the amount that they're telling me they're making. They're making more than me. <laughs> But they're out in that hot sun in the middle of a field. They don't have an air-conditioned truck to jump into when they get freaking tired, you know, and just want to sit there for a minute. Yeah. They don't get to drive 15, 20 minutes to the next job. they got to be out in the heat for five minutes to go and do. So, yeah, I'm, I'll take my little bit of a pay cut to, to have the amenities that I've got. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure those folks exist, but it's not to the problem that it used to be. Not like it was in like the late so it late brings 90s. the it brings the problem back to the people, in my opinion. I'm not saying that there aren't other problems. 
Uh, matter of fact, I'm fully admitting there are other problems that we have to deal with on that. But for the basic labor force, you know, the minimum wage, minimum wage shouldn't even be a topic. We shouldn't even have to have a minimum wage. We should have a minimum acceptance level of what we're willing to do. Then minimum wage becomes a non-topic. Yeah, but yeah, then the job goes to the lowest bidder, you know, at that point, which it always does. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it depends on their qualifications as well. But an, an unskilled job. Even NASA takes the daggone person who gets the lowest bid for the fucking jobs, yeah, man. Yeah. But when it comes down on an unskilled level, you know what I mean? Then, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's more complicated than what we're giving it credit for. I, I, I admit that. But like I said, I'm just I'm trying to put it on the basic level. That if you want more money out of life, if you want more value out of life, you have to make yourself more valuable. Yeah. You have to learn something. If you're sitting there, and, and I know this is going to piss a lot of folks off, but if you're sitting there as a 30-something adult trying to support a family off of a McDonald's salary, you have fucked up somewhere in your life. Agreed. Agreed. And there are other options. Now, I, I, I don't understand why there are people that are doing that. Um, I guess somebody has to manage the place, right? But yeah, management's one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the drive through window. You should have already been out of the fucking way so a 16 to 18-year-old coming out of school could get that job experience so that they might, might do something better with their life by the time they're 20s. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I got to agree. I, I don't know the full story on why people do that. I, uh, other than you know, well, a temporary job just till you get something else, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I but, get that. But these know, folks are trying to raise a family yeah, off I'm, of these entry-level jobs. You, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to have moved up or been gone, you know? I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get it. College, college, college is expensive. Now, it's extremely expensive if you go out of state to do it. So I don't understand why the hell people take fucking you know, extravagant loans to go to these party schools and get this particular... I'm a Harvard, man. I mean, you know, Harvard and MIT, stuff like that. That's, I'm, I'm talking about you're, you're living here, you're like, let's say well, you're living in North Carolina and you want to go to freaking you know, Virginia Tech. You're going out of state just to go to that particular... I know Virginia Tech just came out because we just mentioned it. But, yeah, first thing in your mind, huh? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're going out of state, you, whatever school it is that you want that prestige to, it, that school has a reputation for whatever. You want to chase that, so you've got to take out this big-ass loan because it ain't just fucking eight grand for you to go to that school. Now you're out of state. It's going to cost you 60 grand a semester. So you, are you going to work to get that kind of money, or you got to take out a loan? So you got to take out this fucking loan. Well, these... Freaking people know that you need that damn loan, so they're charging you an exorbitant amount of interest to say, don't worry, you ain't got to worry about paying on it for fucking until you get a job afterwards. But that interest is accruing every fucking year until then. Yeah. So you got people that are supposedly ready for college that are taking stupid-ass freaking loans that they know damn well they'll never pay back because they don't understand the math behind it yet. Or yeah, or Well, part of it, man, is... I don't know what they did when you were in school, but they spent, like... Several years of our of, of my school year, you know, come school years coming in and out of classrooms every so often to remind you of how much money you'd make if you went to college, and they oh, drill yeah, that yeah. into your head like they really push the college sale, and that's what and that's how I'm going to put it. They're pushing the sale. Um, so it's like they, they they drill that in their heads that that's what they need to get by, and that they'll be able to you know the college costs. 
you know, are, are outweighed by the, the, the lifelong earnings. And that's not true. That's, that's simply not true. It, it's like that if you can pay for it outright, but not very many people can do that. Not in the little public schools I was going to. You know, save those talks for the private schools. Um, yeah, because like, for the most part, it, they, they lied on it as well. It's like, oh, you're going to need, if you go into with the college education, you'll get so much more at a job. It's like, not, not in all of them. Yeah, you know? not in all of them. No, I, I, but instead of going to these big fancy fucking colleges for these wild-ass fucking degrees that you, know, you may or may not get a job, especially if the job does only hire six people a fucking year, um, there's no job market for that particular thing yeah, yet. Don't, I, I would say, I would say before that. you go to college for a particular job, try and get that job, right? Just, just see if, if, if you get call, callbacks and what have you. You know, like, and see how hard it is to get into that field before you fucking go and put yourself in debt for a field that you either didn't need the college degree to get into, or there's no job marketing that exists for it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Or, you know, hey, let's just go to a local college that, only, that I can work through. I mean, NC State, UNC, between seven to 12 grand a year for in-state. Yeah, it's expensive as hell, but you can... Get a job while you're in school. Plenty of jobs out there that you can make the money to actually pay that for and still be able to eat. Yeah. No, I ain't saying it'll be easy, you know, but it, should it be really easy for you, you, you to get everything that you want? If it was, everybody would be doing it. I mean, um, yeah. But uh, there's another, uh, there's a whole other route that's absolutely free if you're low income, and that is to go to community colleges. They have the same kind of courses. They just don't have the accreditability Mostly, behind them. yeah. Like, you're not going to become a surgeon at a community college. No, but I can become a business manager. Yeah, you can become a business manager. Yeah, I can learn a skill or a trade that's, you know, in demand. Yeah. Uh, and then I can make more money so that I can then go to a state college to get a higher education, which will get me a better job, which then I might be able to go to freaking Harvard or MIT or whatever the fuck school I wanted to for even higher education. Take me 10 years to do it instead of four, but I can work through it and I never go into debt to do it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm always improving my, my life. The upward mobility that is available in this country is at the highest it's ever been, but people aren't taking advantage of it. I, I, I don't understand why. Well, I mean, like I said, they've always been told one thing. You know what I mean? Take it from Bezos. <laughs> he didn't earn it. His mom and daddy gave him the damn money. What the hell did he deserve? I mean... Go out and find you a venture capitalist, folks. Have you a fucking idea that gets you a dollar out of everybody's pocket on the fucking planet? I guarantee you, you'll find a venture capitalist that'll give you the money to do it. Guarantee. Yeah, they exist. They exist. If you have a way... That you can show, if we do this, we'll do it better than they do, and we'll get a market share of 80% of the population of the world. I'll get a dollar out of 80% of the population. One dollar out of everybody's pocket. If you can show how you can do that on paper, I guarantee you there's a venture capitalist somewhere over here to say, shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah. People throw the money away. I'll give them that. They, they'll give you money for about anything if you know who to ask and how to ask. But, you know, I mean, if you're just going to sit around and, you know, never go to school, 
never learn a trade, never learn anything other than what the job you actually have is teaching you, you can't expect to be able to get a dollar out of everybody's pocket. Yeah, I, I get it. Your, your job is hard. You're doing hard work. You're busting your ass. But you're only getting a few dollars from your boss man's pocket. That's the only transaction you're doing. One transaction. You're, you're expending your time and trading it for his money. You don't know how much time you have. Your time is your most valuable resource you have, and you're trading it off for pennies. Yeah. Invest your time into something more so you can participate in more transactions with more people. That, that's the secret. It's, it's as easy as that. It's a hard road to hoe, but it's the only one that's going to get you where you want. You cannot sit there and scream, Take it away from him and give it to me. That's never going to fucking work. No, I don't want them to do that. Now, there are things where I feel like once, once you've crossed a certain threshold of, of wealth, you know, that, that it should go back into something. Like, you're never going to be able to do anything with it, right? And there, there's all kinds, there's, there's shit that can be done to help people out that doesn't put money directly in their pocket. And, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll go on the whole thing, like, if, if you have the ability... To, to fix, you know, to, to help everybody, you know, to, to, to give everybody a chance or whatnot. If you have that ability and you choose not to do it while people are, like, suffering and dying and, and squalor, then, then, then you're a piece of shit. You're, you're a horrible human being. Like, but at the same time, there's, oh, well, he earned it, he earned it. Well, yeah, but did he earn it by himself? Or did, did he make that money on the backs of the people he had working for him, and did he make that money on the backs of everybody else around him? Was he just sitting at a desk? Because if you're making, it's like Obama said, you're using this road to fucking transport your shit back and forth. You didn't build that fucking road. You didn't build that fucking truck. You ain't driving that fucking truck. You know what I mean? It's, it, nobody did it. Nobody pulled themselves up by the bootstraps by themselves. Not one fucking person. Even Bezos. No, 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 no. Nobody has ever made fucking money by working hard and busting their ass. Nobody's ever become a billionaire by fucking working at McDonald's or for working at fucking you know, S.T. Wooten or what the fuck ever big major company yeah, is yeah. in there. Nobody has ever been a billionaire by going in and digging coal out of the mine. No, well, they haven't. Not, not, the, not the diggers, the people who bought the mountain. Yeah. The people who bought the mountain, <laughs> yes, they did. And that, therein, like I said, that's, that's part of the thing there. It's like, you're, you're rich as fuck, but... All the people who got you there, you know, the, the, the mountain of fucking skulls that you climbed to get there, they, you wouldn't have got there without them. No, you wouldn't. Unless somebody else was willing to come in if you did, weren't willing to do it. And you know, usually there is. Well, this that person was willing to go and do that job for the money they were offered. They accepted the contract. I can't. Well, and it's not, I'm not talking about just necessarily the employees. You got the whole country, the whole infrastructure. Um, you're going back on the... Let's put it back on the Amazon's relation with the world. Okay, he didn't build the roads. He didn't build the trucks. No, no, no. He, he, I mean, no. But he is using them enough to where all the gas that he got put into that truck is paying the highway taxes to use those roads. All the trucks that he's buying is keeping the people building those trucks in business, which allows them to pay their workers to build the trucks which allows all the resource people to dig up the resources so that these people can stamp out the metal and mold the damn tires. That's just in his truck. Right, right. Then he's, in, he, he's investing in technology. Unfortunately, it's investing in technology that's going to put the driver out of business, but he's one of the biggest investors in fucking the self-driving vehicles, which is going to benefit us all 
when all vehicles are self-driving and we no longer have vehicle accidents. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> we no longer have traffic jams because I've been the cars saying this communicate for, I've been saying other. this before they even had self-driving cars. <laughs> right. Well, ever since the first science fiction movie came out that, that had the self-driving vehicles, it was like, fuck yeah, we need this. Well, I saw, I, I think I got the idea back in Grand Theft Auto 3. I noticed that the... the like, AI really the doesn't a, have too many accidents. I didn't see it? no accidents unless I was fucking around. Right. <laughs> it's, the, it's the human problem. So all this money that Bezos is investing in this other shit that he doesn't even use yet, is going to benefit everybody. All the money he's spending in the gas for these vehicles benefits everybody that uses these same roads. You know, him buying the tra trucks benefits everybody that builds the trucks. Right now, he's in, in the forefront of space exploration. You know, all that investment that he's doing there is going to eventually help lead us to where we're no longer limited to this particular planet. I mean, that's the kind of money and investments and stuff that Bezos is doing for humanity. Yeah. Now, of course, he's doing it for his own back pocket. You know, let's let's oh, yeah, not no. even think that I'm not thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, 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 I didn't in, think you were that dumb. He's investing millions <laughs> into space because he's going to be the one that's moving all the stuff. In. He's going to be the Amazon in space too, folks. But, yeah. um, but it's going to benefit the fuck out of us. What are we doing? You on the other side of this microphone over here. What are you doing to better everybody around you? I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're talking shit about ourselves and about our nation, which hopefully for us is going to have everybody else start thinking, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe that we do need to start thinking better of ourselves. Maybe we do need to start demanding more out of other people. Maybe we need to stop settling for so little. And, maybe, you know, and if, if only one person does that, I'm, I'm happy. You know, get out of this fucking slump that we're in. Think of yourself as more valuable than you are. Prepare for what's coming in front of you and make better of it. I'm not saying this that, you know, because I was born into whatever I am. I was, you know, destitute, homeless at the points, and, you know, couldn't make ends meet, have my car sitting up on blocks, no job, no future, depressed, taking whatever the hell work I could. I finally got tired of it. I listened to one particular person that was you know, smarter than I was that pretty much explained it like I'm trying to explain it here. I'm failing miserably. I'm not as articulate. But uh, the point comes across. <laughs> he, he, he said to you know, clean up your own house first. Yeah. You, you can't affect change outside when your house is a mess. You can't tell other people how to live their life unless you're walking in front of them. Yeah. And I'm telling you, folks, I, I started to do this. I quit looking at myself as a freaking victim and that, that it's society's fault that I'm in the position that I'm in. And I look at, well, maybe it's me. Everybody else out there seems to be getting along with it. So I started looking at me and I cleaned up my own act. I started changing things about me that made me more palatable to the public. And apparently it's been working because my situation has been exponentially better year after year than it was the year before. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from on that. And, I mean, I had to, you brought up something that I, I wanted. Oh, what do you think about, how do you feel about the whole GameStop thing? But what part of it? Uh, the part where the hedge fund managers were losing money, so they changed the rules. 
to keep other people from being able to do the same oh, shit they've been doing. Oh, you talking about where the people like us, the low people were looking at it like, wait a minute, you're, you're fucking ruining the company so you can make money off of it in two years. And we're going to like, um, no, we're going to invest a bunch of money so you lose money. Yeah. Oh, I love that part of it. But yeah, when the hedge fund guys started changing the damn rules to where you couldn't do that shit anymore, I was like, come on, man. Why can't we play the same fucking game? Right. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> that had me so fucking That angry. pissed me off, too. You're changing rules because somebody caught on to your game and started playing it better than you. That's, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're losing money. Motherfucker, we've been losing money since the goddamn stock market started. Yeah. It has never benefited the poor. We were already, <laughs> you, you, how about the people that were already invested in it that, and then you come in and you start declining the value of the company. You, they've, they're losing money, but you don't care about that and because about you're going to make money. What about these years? motherfuckers who get into like political offices where they can affect chains that manipulate stock market prices and then cash the fuck out or their husband or wife? Cashes the fuck out. Yeah, we're not going to mention names, but I think everybody knows exactly who the hell that was. It wasn't recently. just her. No, but but that's the latest one that made the biggest Martha went to prison. Martha Stewart went to prison, and she didn't make any decision that affected that stock. Right. You know what I'm saying? She she was told that this was going to happen. She's like, well, I better get my shit out of it. She didn't actually manipulate shit past legislation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got a big problem with that shit, man. Everybody who does, that should be fucking treason, right? You are... You well, are lying. Just let people know that the government has way too much fucking influence in the world. The, and the people have way, like none. <laughs> the government has way too much power, folks, and we gave it to them. We yeah. begged them to take it. You think the government lets go of fucking power when they get it? No, no. that's never fucking happened. It's always been taken back by force, always. Which is going to lead into the next week's conversation, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. folks, you know, <laughs> stop asking the damn government to do shit for you. They're gonna do it, <laughs> and well, they'll never no, they're stop not, doing They're it. never going to do anything for you, but they will do lots to you. <laughs> they, there's nothing they won't do to you, but there's very, very little they will do for you. <laughs> it's, it, it, like it's, it's ridiculous, folks. <clears throat> you know, the, the government is supposed to protect us from other governments. That's not it. From us. <laughs> If, if we decide that we want something that's absolutely ridiculous, however the government feels about it, sucks. Because that's what's going to fucking happen, right? Yeah, that's representation. It's, if it's if supposed we say to be... A, B, C, motherfucker, you, you up there in the fucking Congress is supposed to say A, B, C, not Q, B. Like, no, 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 no. We know what's best. Yeah. It, nobody who has ever said that knew what was best. And unfortunately, <laughs> I've been seeing so many people tell me that that's the way government is supposed to work. That's how other governments. That our are supposed our to representatives work. are supposed to be acting on the best interest of the people, regardless what the people want. Oh, supposed, wait a minute! No, no, that, no, no, that, no, no, that, no, 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 no. That does not make sense. That's tyranny. <laughs> that is tyranny. <laughs> our representative government is supposed to be acting on our best interest, even if our best interest is going to blow us the fucking hell. Yeah, it's our. It's not so much our best interest. The government is supposed to act on our will. Right. Not what they think we're supposed to have. And we've allowed them to have so much fucking control and so much say and come up with so many different divisions and shit that... Well, look at even, it, even like, the way they, they separate voting districts, right? They find an area that, like, they'll, 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 they'll cut off a voting district to go somewhere else, split it up so that certain, certain groups of people's votes don't really, go, don't really get the win. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll take the numbers that should have gone to this district for the vote here. I'll unlock it. Well, option number one. All right. 
How much? The um, option number one. Yeah. All right, and uh, but hold now, God damn it, I lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> uh, government having too much power. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's no, no, no. I lost it. <laughs> I, lost it. I, I knew I was going somewhere with it too. It'll, it'll come back it. around. It'll guarantee it'll come back around. It's you know it doesn't matter. Oh, the redistricting, right? Oh yeah, the vote shit. Right, so say you got an area that's got. Almost 50-50 left and right, you know, the Republican and Democratic votes, right? Well, if they redistrict that to where the majority of the Republican votes go to this voting district, you know, and they split that Democratic section of town, the more, like, urban areas and whatnot, they make them go to these other places that are going to have a heavier Republican vote. Because of our retarded-ass electoral college system, then that, that side doesn't get their vote win they, because they've redrawn, redrawn the redistricting, the district lines. Uh, the state districts, yeah, I, I, I do have a problem with that. Um, way too susceptible to this gerrymandering bullcrap, and there's not, there's no need in it really. Um, it should be a zip code by zip code thing, just just the zip code. And you we should be able to go. You should have a representative per zip code. There should be a, a database where you show ID, and yes, I, I encourage voter ID, but they also, you know, it's it, and there's there is another problem with the voter ID thing. It's where I finally saw how they were trying to manipulate it racially. So, what they did was they closed all the DMVs in the hood. When's the last time you've seen a DMV, a current DMV, in the hood? Um, does, does that matter? It I'm does not. if you have trouble with transportation. It, um, if, you, if you can't afford a car or you're, like, you know, disabled or whatnot, it makes it difficult to go to DMV and get that ID. Now, I, am I, I saying... I, I challenge you. To, I, I want to go do an experiment. Go into the most disparaged neighborhood that you can find and see who has, who has an idea and ask them if I they know, have an idea. I know, but the concept is people who don't have them. And I, 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 find I was somebody finally who able, doesn't have an idea. I was finally able to see where they were coming at that whole argument conceptually. I get where the people on the outside looking in are finding that problem, but it's, it's a non-problem. Yeah, These I, people should, have ID. Yeah, and it shouldn't be as hard to get ID. They already have um, ID. And that, and that, that, but I agree with the have, making people show ID to vote. It, it gets rid of whole Trump's fucking argument, right? Um, you go in there with the, you go with the fucking ID, you get put into a database. That way, wherever the fuck you're at, you can zip into a post office or whatever and vote. And there's no districting guidelines. I'll, I'll beat you one better than that. Obama almost had this shit right. And that pains me to say, honestly. But Obama had something that he could have made into a national system. and With the every, phones? With the phones. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We don't need districts. We don't need voting centers. We don't need freaking Congress sitting up there, a House of Representatives we representing We don't need an electoral us. college at that point. <sighs> electoral <laughs> colleges, let, let me separate that. Let me separate the college part from the, the voting part. Um, the representative government, we don't need a House of Representatives now. We can represent ourselves with the little device that you've got right there on the table beside you or in your pocket or charging in the wall right there. Every single one of them, damn near it, nowadays, has a fingerprint function. Yeah. Absolutely. Or a face recognition. So let the government give us a fucking phone. They'd love to. Absolutely. They'd love to. 
Yeah, they, and that our phone number can be, I don't know, our social security number, our ID number. Well, that is our number. We, we already have a number. Let's just make that number useful. Absolutely. That is our now our phone number. It's, that is it's our your identification. ID number. That's, that's everything. It's your fucking bank account. <laughs> yes, that is everything about you. Then you can use that phone and just you know put it up there on the machine to to pay for your bills. And you know you when you go to get your paycheck, you just walk up to their computer and you wave your phone in there and, and, and people you collect your government paycheck. Spying and but they're already fucking doing it. You're buying the damn thing yourself for them to do it. Why not let them give it to you for free? Yeah, I mean, but then pay for it. But, well, you're paying for it with taxes. And then when it, when it comes time to vote on something, hey, we're gonna, we want to do this. How do you feel about it? Yes or no? You put your fucking thumbprint on the motherfucker and vote. Absolutely. You know, when it comes for the person up there in Congress, you know, we still need Congress. We don't need the House of Representatives. We still need Congress. And we still need the president. Um, so when it comes time to vote for that, yeah, hey, this person's running in, in for your state. Yeah, no or yes. You know, your thumbprint right there. Put the, put, put the, the delivery. But, uh, but yeah, we put, uh, put the, put the vote out there for people to see and, uh, use, use the thumbs and, you know, your facial recognition to make sure it's you and you get one vote because the computer right there in your pocket has, you know, you only get one chance. You've already voted for this if you try to do it again. And if you try to do it a third fucking time, somebody comes knocking on your fucking door and say, hey, dumbass, you do it again, you're going to jail. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Your thumbprint's been registered more than one fucking time. Yeah. You know, you're going to jail. And so don't try to crack your phones. You know, just participate like you should. And then we'll have a decent system. You know, everybody gets their vote. Everybody gets their say. And it should be that on every single law that's passed, not just who the hell passes the law. Yeah, that way we all have a say in what laws get passed. We all have a say if we go, you know, give another country billions of dollars to fight their pseudo war. Go to war. Yeah, (laughs) we all have a say. That way we don't get anybody to blame but us. Yeah. Um, But it's now to jump to the the electoral college part when it comes to the larger elections, like who's going to run this bitch? Um, Mass uh, popular vote, you know, quote. Capital D democracy. Yep. Is a slippery slope. To um to tyranny? Um to you know now mob rule. Um, well, I mean that's what democracy kind of is, ain't it? The yeah. majority rules, everybody votes. Yeah, but it's either that or everybody lives by the decision somebody else makes. No matter what, you're living by the <laughs> you know, at least then you get to have a say. Russia was a democracy. China was a democracy. Wow. Those are different cases. Democracy. The, those, the, 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 no, they're not. <laughs> they were until the democratic process locked down, and then all of a sudden this democratic process was always showing the same result, even though people were swearing they were doing something different. Well, then you have to deal with that. That comes into corruption. It does. That's not a problem with the... It's too damned easy. Well, we have ways to help with that. We do. <laughs> Better than we did back in the, in the 90s when Putin took over but in my Russia. My big problem with democracy is that it's mob rule. It's popular decision. And when it comes to popular decision, do you think we would have ever had civil rights come about? I don't know. I, I actually don't know where the vast majority of the country lied during that time. Um, 
I know in the South we wouldn't have. Fuck no, they wouldn't have done the damn thing. And I know that there was a lot of northern states and whatnot that were like, mm, we want to keep things the way they are. Um, like, there was a lot of bombings in, say, Boston over the whole uh, uh, busing incident in the 60s. You know, they're, they're, they were bombing motherfuckers. Um, so, so then it comes into the point where with, with deeper questions, you know, if we do it that direction, then actual democracy, capital D democracy, you know, runs this shit. Um, the, the hot topic of abortion. Yeah, well, I mean, that comes into play whether you know, we're going to allow it to happen, you know, or not. And then it comes into you know, who do we allow it to happen with? And then it comes into well, a question about eugenics. Okay, should we start doing eugenics? Absolutely. You know, people should you know, think about that. I, I believe in eugenics. Yeah, we should take too, control of our evolution. Absolutely. We have the technology to do so. You know, instead of letting random chance force our evolution, we should evolve. You know, we should control our evolution. But, you know, then it comes with that whole democracy thing. You know, what color eyes do we want to have? What color hair do we want to have? What color skin do we want to have? Yeah. You know, what color shirt can we wear? Yeah, it comes, all kinds of stupidity can come from it. And I know I'm, I'm pushing the, the envelope of what would actually come, but those, those topics can come up about, you know, the, the race, you know, privileges and rights, all that kind of stuff comes up to a popular vote. And when you have 51% of the people being able to tell the other 49%, fuck you, you're doing it the way I tell you to or get the hell out. That's, that's kind of the reason we're not a democracy. That was the whole founding father's point to say, we're not a democracy. Democracy and political parties were bad words to the folks that created this country. Well, then how do, you, how do you make ensure that the will of the people is heard? Oh, you use a democratic process. You know, lowercase democracy is fine. You have a higher percentage that you need to get over on the lower percentage of the people. And the lower percentage of the people can still come up and say, but, you know, we're giving you A, we want B. They have that option. You know, say, okay, you can have your fucking light skin, but we're still going to have the dark eyes, you know, when we go into the eugenics thing. You know, stupid example, but it, 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 still, it still validates the point. They can have yeah. blonde hair, just not blue eyes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope that we would never go to that point where those questions ever come up, but that's one of the fears that I have with, you know, capital democracy. You know, lowercase democracy, I'm fine with. You know, we all get a say in what happens, and then, you know, we figure out, you know, is it a actual majority, or, okay, the majority wants this, but we can't take away the minority's right so we can have this right. You know what I'm saying? You know, just because I think everybody should own a gun, I can't command you to own a gun. Well, no, that'd be unfair. Exactly. <laughs> But because I don't, but I don't if fifty-one percent of the people say you from having one, either. but if fifty-one percent of the people say that you're supposed to carry a gun, well, that means you have to now carry a gun. If fifty-one percent of the people say we can't carry a gun, then I can't carry a gun. I think a few Sandy Hooks would change their mind. That's the problem. <laughs> That's a temporary thing that plays on emotion and fear. Yeah, and yeah I agree. Then I agree. when something happens ten years later, you know that we need the thing that we took away. Now we got to go through yeah. a legislative like, bullshit to been, get it back. I've never been a, a proponent of basically taking anything away from people. 
Uh, be it their guns, their drugs, their God. And, well, that's why I believe in the, in the republic idea. You know, we're a democratic ran. We, we use democracy on a lowercase level to make some decisions, but when it comes to the bigger decisions, you know, we got to have a larger pool. It's not just 51%. Right. It gets up to 60%. In some places, it gets up to 80%. Well then, yeah. oh, then, but then it all falls back on these people who don't really have the will of the people in their best interest. You know, have have the it, it comes to people who they start having their own personal interest in it, um, and, and that's why I, I've been playing a lot with the idea. You know, I mean, you talked about it once about having the kind of a like a, a jury duty system. You know, for people that go into political office. Now, because almost every time that somebody has wanted power, it's never been a good thing. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And if it's, if it's someone like me or you, you know, that goes in for a couple of years and says yay or nay on certain things, then at least it's, it's coming from a portion of the populace that's more representative of the people than, you know, say, like in some sort of lifelong politician. Well, honestly, I wish we'd just get rid of the damn vote for leadership, you know, for, well, service, I, I like to call it because they're supposed to be public servants, not public leaders. Um, but I would like to get rid of the vote on that and make it a complete draft situation. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah, you ain't got a fucking choice. When it's your turn to fucking lead this bitch, you're leading this bitch, and let's see how good you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and everybody that's a citizen over the age of 18 years old is put into that pot, and their name can be drawn. Once you're drawn, you're done. That's it. You, you don't run that office again. There's enough people to go around. You might get picked for a lower office. You might get picked for the fucking president. You never know. But once you pick for that office, you're no longer in the run for that office ever again. <laughs> You've done your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I believe that we should actually have, earn citizenship, not just be born into it. So, and you have to have a citizenship to have a say in what actually happens in this country. Now, I'm fine with separating it out as residents and citizens. You know, residents get the basic human rights and, you know, privileges of the country. Citizens get to actually have a say in the way that the country's run. That's the only extra right they have is a right to say in how and what everybody yeah. gets. Yeah, at least it's better than the original system where you had to have like property. <laughs> well, um, I don't think just having property would be the better. I mean, uh, some type of a public service. I, I kind of like the idea of having to have a stake in the in the nation to be able to have a say. But there's not enough of the actual physical nation to go around to all the people that live in it unless right. you own the square foot. Right. I don't yeah. want to go around and say, you know, selling a square foot just to own a stake in it like they do for the, the land titles over in Scotland. Or the moon. Yeah, or the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but public service, I think, should be an absolute guaranteed path to citizenship if, if by some chance we get rid of birthright citizenship. Serving the military. Serving the public. You know, be a, a peace officer, firefighter. You know, yeah, yeah. Do something some for the community first responder. before you start, you know, in order yeah. to receive benefits from said community. Right, exactly. Yeah. And once you, once you can do any of that stuff, you know, you, you, you're guaranteed citizenship. And, you know, you know, you don't lose citizenship unless you break the damn law and wind up in fucking prison for, you know, taking somebody else's rights away. Yeah. You know, which should be about the only laws there are. Right. Like, <laughs> you have, in, my, in my brain, you have the right to do whatever the fucking hell you want to do. I don't give a shit what it is as long as it doesn't interfere with anybody else's right to do the exact same thing. 
Yep. The moment you step in front of somebody else's rights, your rights are over. <laughs> Done. There's your wall. That is the only limit that should be placed on any single person in this freaking country. Agreed. In the world, actually, in my opinion. But, you know, we know some of these other countries don't give a fuck about yeah, rights. But, but all, all the, the, the laws that I think matter involve, you know, other people. You yeah. know? Like murder, rape, shit like that. That, that involves somebody else's rights. Theft, even. You know? Uh, but... If I if I want to fucking jug shoot fucking eighty grams of heroin into my fucking neck, that's my business. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and we've got volunteer first responders to come and help if somebody finds you and decides to give a call. Yeah. And, you know, and and I and I honestly believe that with with a more open system, more honest ed, like education system, and a more humane like care system for people, you'd actually see less people like it, just like in Portugal. Like, you actually have less drug problems since they've legalized all the drugs. Like, if they see you sitting on a pound of Coke, they're going to come up and offer you some help. Like, <laughs> hey, do you, need, do you need counseling? Do you need any, like, rehab services? <laughs> you need some help with that? <laughs> <laughs> you need some help with that? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and problem or uses. Either way, we're, we're, we're here to help. Yeah, like, I think the first... Uh, there, there, there comes a point where, yeah, you have to be able to defend the nation. You have to be able to defend yourselves. But I think mo in most cases, the law should always fall on the side of compassion. Absolutely. And so many cases, it does not. That's why I say if we're going to indoctrinate our children into schools, let's indoctrinate them into being better citizens. It, better human beings, right? Yes. Compassion. Yeah. It, it, you should, that should come before anything else. Humanity should be taught in grade school. Agreed. <laughs> not in college. <laughs> and it, it, that's... It, that, like I said, any law that's passed, that should be the first thing, like, all right, where, where does this fall on our compassion scale? You know, like, all right, for instance, then they, when they passed the law, or tried to, I don't know where it went, about uh, making people pass a drug test to receive food stamps. Now, I understand the argument that this person's going to spend their food stamps, trade them in for drugs or whatnot, what have you. But what if this person who's a raving drug addict has children who are not drug addicts? By denying them food stamps, you're denying the children food stamps. Now, ultimately, the, the parent is, right? Yeah. But if you've given that parent food stamps and they go spend it on drugs and not the kids, then you have done the compassionate thing. You have helped, you know? Now and, you've passed the buck down to the respondent. You've passed the responsibility to where it belongs, on the parent. Right. Now you can go to that parent and you can say, hey, you're an irresponsible parent. We're taking either you out of the picture or we're taking the kids out of the exactly. picture. Exactly. Yeah, More compassion. It, don't and. And exactly. don't deny somebody food stamps because they fucking smoked a joint two days ago. That's not fair either. <laughs> now, like I said, I, I get the other side of it as well that, you know, hey, if this person wasn't doing drugs, they could actually have a job, then we wouldn't be having well, this question anyway. If, ifs were wings. Yeah, if we were fifth, I'd be cracking the top on it right now. <laughs> so, uh, there, there's both sides of the coin are valid, but one of them actually has humanity stamped all over it. and that is give the motherfucker the food stamp so he can support his fucking family yeah if he can support his family and wind up with two extra 20 bucks to get his bump so be it as long as the kids are taken care of he ain't out there fucking stealing shit and everything's golden and i don't give a fuck let the motherfucker have his bump legalize the fucking drugs so it ain't costing him 20 dollars a bump yeah. <laughs> i even like uh some places have the the thing where you can go and you, you you fill out a little form and you sit down and they give you your fix for the day that way bare minimum you fucking have got your fucking heroin shot or whatever, and you're not out jonesing, which is where you get all the fucking, like, the, the, the robbing and the stealing and shit to pay for drugs. They've got that bare minimum to get them by. Which is the problem I have with damn drug companies. You know, the, 
everybody's got these all these problems with pharmaceutical companies, right? About hey, you know, you're 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 giving away pretty much opium for people that are addicted to it, but freaking you know, insulin, insulin is you know <laughs> two grand, you know. If you, you can't know, somebody's get high got, on it, it'll save your life. You got to charge them fucking yeah. arm and leg. But you know, why aren't they lobbying for the legalization of recreational fucking drugs to so that they can fucking market the damn thing and put fucking marijuana or cocaine on every fucking street corner or just let me go to the doctor and because pay twenty the, bucks for a lifetime not, prescription? Because there's too much money involved, not only in the criminal justice system because of the drug war, but you also got money in the rehab industry. You know, and and like oh, the recovery industry. industry, and and well, I mean, you got to. And the government would get way much more money from the fucking taxation yeah. of it. And and you go to look at other countries where people are getting rehabbed off of drugs. They do a better job, and it's on purpose. You know, I mean, they they over here it's kind of slack, and they know you're going to relapse. Over there, they they do they take better care. They make sure. You know, they they actually work on the individual rather than just put them somewhere and tell them, hey, you you can. You can do better. Why don't you just sit in a circle and talk about times you did drugs? I can tell you, whenever I was sitting around talking about other people doing drugs, I wanted to do, I drugs. Wanted to do goddamn drugs. Damn, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, fuck, I want to do a line right now. You know, yeah. like shit. <laughs> <coughs> so I guess that it, they, there's too much money wrapped up in it staying illegal. And the drug companies, like, they ain't going to push for nothing but making life easier for themselves. Pretty damn easy to grow fields of weed. Sure is. They don't like that shit. All you got to do is just change one little tiny genetic thing, put your name on it, that's yours. Yeah, well, Monsanto's done that, and they, well, we're going to do a whole episode. You got a whole bunch of damn money, just buy all the damn other companies that are fucking selling weed. Then it's your weed. Yeah. I, I actually expected Marlboro to do that. Uh, there was one time when one of them daggone cigarette companies had a uh, factory there in uh, Wake Forest for a, a, a short period of time. Boy, that place was stinking like some good old skunk. <laughs> but they were rolling cigarettes like a motherfucker. During, during the AIDS thing, right? Yeah, they were getting ready. It, apparently, there was a big push. They thought it was going to be legalized, legalized federally, and it, it didn't happen. Yeah, there, there's like they, they ended up, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They, they like had certain people grew up in certain processors, like, and you could get like a coffee can full of joints. But you had to be like an AIDS patient. And uh, there's only a few people that got into that program, like less than 100, I think. And, uh, yeah, so it kind of ended pretty quickly. But those people that are in that program are still getting their coffee cans of joints. (laughs) (laughs) Those who haven't died of AIDS. There's been plenty of daggone studies that show we we should legalize most of these drugs. And, you know, if we're going to legalize some, legalize them all. Let people, like I said, let people do what the fuck they want right up until the time it stops somebody else. You know, we'll get rid of the damn problem. Eventually. You know, we won't have a problem with addicts because all the addicts will either go get treatment or they'll die. Now, that sounds cold as shit, and I, I get it, it's callous, but sometimes you just got to take the hard road. Yeah, you have to live with your own decisions. Your children shouldn't have to, you know, and, but yeah, you got to live with your own decisions you make. If you want to do so many drugs that you fucking OD and die, well, I mean, so many people do it, it's got to be great, right? Well, if you had drug dens... You know, like opium dens that are right beside the hospital that happens to have a little clinic right beside it. I mean, in the same damn room right down the hall. Yep, yep. Needle exchange, everything right there. Right there. Yeah, every fucking thing right there. You know, the guy comes in, he pays his money to do his drugs in a nice little quiet room in a safe environment. 
And if something happens, there's a fucking nurse and a doctor with the help two doors down. Right there. Not two blocks away, not two miles away, not two towns away, two doors away. Yeah. Hell, when they come in, hook them up to one of those little pulse ox things. Those little things you put on your finger so when their fucking oxygen level drops, you can be right there at the Narcan. Hell, have the damn thing where you don't even give them the drugs. They just pay you the fucking 20 bucks to go lay down in the chair and a nurse comes in and hooks you all up to the damn machine. Well, yeah, that's that place I was telling you about where yeah. they give you like just a little bit to get you through. Um, they, that's how it should be, man. And like, and when you wake up, you just hit the damn button, the little nurse call button, and they, you know, can I help you? One more, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, have it on, have a date there. They have databases to keep you able to buy too much Sudafed, right? And so you can't make meth or whatever. Use that same database system for to see if this person has bought too much heroin. Be like, uh, sorry, man, we can't sell you no more today. Frank, have a daily allotment. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't. At we, least you know you're getting shit that don't have fentanyl in it. Exactly. <laughs> you're you're getting you're you're getting clean drugs. You're not being cheated. And you're getting it in measured doses to your weight that you can. Yeah. That they always talk about the, the professionals. Drugs are illegal because they're dangerous. No, they're dangerous because they're illegal. Exactly. You I know? mean, if we had a if we had a medical professional sitting there taking all your data stats, all your all your weight, your height, your 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 blood flow, all that good shit. They could custom tailor that fucking heroin shot to, to affect you exactly how you want it to affect you yeah. and never overdose. Yep. So why don't we do it that way? Uh, because... And we could have the daggone little machine where they just go in, they sit there... Because they, of they the drug war, Mike. <laughs> There's more money in voluntarily... And then voluntarily giving up. I mean, can you... Gee, I would give up 20% of my fucking salary every fucking week. If it was legal for me to go and have a little bit of cocaine, a little bit of marijuana. Yeah. Sure. Every fucking week, you get 20% of my fucking money, guaranteed. I know I'm not the only one. No. And like, how much money does t tobacco make? Oh, How lot. much money could the fucking state make if they, if, how much money does the state make on fucking alcohol and tobacco? A lot. How much money do you think they'd make on fucking marijuana, cocaine, and heroin? Even more. <laughs> And, and that's the thing is, because you got people who already have all their all their eggs in one basket, the criminal justice system, right, and the the prison industrial complex and shit. You got people who already got all their eggs in that basket. They don't want to move their eggs. You You're know? never going to get rid of the crime in this country. Agreed. So they're but never going to lose their keep, job as long as they can keep locking you up for your own personal morality. But they've locked them up to the point where we don't have room to lock them up anymore. That's why we have private we corporations. Have backlogs of, uh, we have backlogs of court dates that go back for prisons. months. They did that on purpose so they could say, oh, well, I guess we need corporates to come in here and build prisons for us. And they could run the prisons, too. And then everybody's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, We're going to run out of room. We always do because we've got these stupid laws. I mean, there's got to be more money in voluntary taking money out of their pocket to let them do what they want to do than there is for locking them up for doing shit you don't want them to do. Or locking them up for shit you want them to do so you can keep locking them up. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to look at that. Both, both ways work, yes. But, I mean, if we take the money that we're spending on the, the war on drugs, we won't need to spend that anymore. So there's billions of dollars every billions. fucking year. But then how will the police do their jobs? Well, I don't know. Maybe they can patrol the fucking border and see if we can help those fucking people that are running away from hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Or 
if you're on the other side of the fence, maybe we can send them down to the border to actually stop people from crossing the fucking border. Yeah. I don't give a shit which maybe, one you're on. Maybe we can put can them to use. All, all these agencies and all these officers and all these resources that go to deciding whether or not, you know, deciding whether or not to fucking, um, you know, uh, to arrest me for some drug possession. You know, if all those resources went to, I don't know, solving real crimes, rapes. Oh, there's, there's rapes that have never really been investigated. There's murders that haven't been investigated well. I mean, there's all kinds of actual crimes that all these resources could be better spent on, you know what I mean? And to something that shouldn't even be a crime, which is something that has no victim. It only has victims because of the war that they've caused on it. Like, every victim of the drug war is a direct result of the drug war, not the drug themselves. Even, even all the, the fentanyl overdoses, that's not because of the drug, that's because of the drug war. So, yep. Yeah, one day, one day, folks, we're going to do a deep dive into the drug war. Maybe something similar to the, uh, to the mass shooting one. <laughs> uh, it's, it, wow, we really have taken off from where we started. Bro, I don't even know, remember where we started. I think it had something to do with... Uh, immigration. Uh, immigration, oh yeah. yeah. We're in Florida sending folks to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, now we're at the drug war. Well, then well, again, we did come back to the immigration <laughs> by putting all these extra cops down on the border. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, circle. The, the drug war is a, is a major cause of the reason we have all these immigrants try to get here. <laughs> it, it, absolutely, it is. <clears throat> and I hate it, but, you know... In, unless we're going to do international intervention and try to tell other countries what to do in their country when we're having problems here in ours. We do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's our main thing. It's our thing. <laughs> but how dare anybody even try to think about putting their will on us. <laughs> no. But we've been telling the whole world how to live since, I don't know, Korea. <laughs> but the other option is to you know, extend our borders. You know, that would work too. Or we could, I don't know, fix our own fucking problems, you know, clean up our own houses, and, and then, then lead it, by example again like yeah. we did. Make the world don't don't take over the world to make it a better place. Make it a better place so there's no need to take it over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it used to be that every all the other countries wanted to be like America. Uh, and now they're like, I don't know. It's starting to get kind of fashy over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, let's make America better. Not make America great again. Let's just make better, America better again. Because well, we used to be better. We never were great for everybody. That's, that's, part of the, that's part of the problem is they have the, there's this whole lost cause philosophy. that you know, Or not lost cause. That's with the Civil War. But there's this whole philosophy of like, well, things were better back in these days. And there are things that were better. But those things were only better for certain people in the country, not, not for everybody. Um, but yeah, there's this whole concept of, of getting things back to this golden age that never really existed. We've never reached that golden age. And every time we got close, it got fucked up. But yeah. Well, folks, we told you we were going to give you a light one today, and uh, I feel like we did. Uh, nobody, there was no mass shootings. Uh, no, well, there's always incompetent police. But, you know, no, nothing horrible. We, we talked about drugs a lot. You know? Well, drugs deserve a topic. 
They like I said, this is going to be their a own deep, topic. They're going to get a deep dive. They're going to get one of the mini sewed treatments. They will definitely get talked about. Yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, many. Yeah, there's whole. so many different things to talk about with the drug war. We wouldn't be able to fit into one episode and not do it justice. So we'll definitely get on that bit more. Um, but folks, if uh, you got anything that you want to hear talking about uh, the, you know, in whatever subject it may be, definitely hit us up at the email at stonerspointpod at gmail.com. You can uh, tell us how things are going in your neck of the woods, what kind of laws that you're having to live with, and whatever kind of government you're having to fight with, what's your ideas on your governments, uh, whether they're here or abroad, and all that good stuff. Uh, information is information, and we would like to talk about it all. Um, if it's on a topic we've already covered and you got something to add to it, we'll give it a shout. And if it's something like the uh, weapons topic that we're going to be talking about next week, um, definitely give us some information there. I know I've reached out to a couple folks through the Twitterverse and Facebook. Um, def send us an email. Let us know what your laws are. Let us know what your thoughts are on our laws. Um, if you're in this country, what are your thoughts on our laws? Uh, where do you think we should go with it? You know, all that good stuff. Uh, and we'll bring it up, up as a point of discussion. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I guess get a, an official shout out to our new, at least temporary. We'll see how it works out. I will say that uh, we we got a guy as a research assistant, um, and because we're going to be doing episodes upcoming on fascism and socialism, I told him to look these things up and send me links. And uh, this son of a bitch has sent me more information than I even knew was out there. Like I, I still can't. Even, I've, I've had yet to read through it all. And, uh, yeah, he's already started sending me the socialism stuff now, too. Um, <laughs> so uh, shout out to uh, my old buddy Crayon, uh, or <clears throat> Blake Kirkpatrick, if uh, you prefer his official title. But, you know, um, yeah, he's our, he's our new research guy for now, and uh, is, is definitely making things a lot easier. Like, I have, I have plenty of time to read about fascism. And I have to uh, figure out a way to send Mike these links rather than go in one at a time. Because I'm telling you, dude, there's like 50. He sent me like 50 <laughs> different there's, links. There's, there's a lot of history in fashion. <laughs> there is, man. <laughs> and he's just started on socialism. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, thanks, Crayon. Um, I'll give another shout-out to our patron, uh, Dustin. Um, thanks. And uh, keep on listening, keep on spreading around. If you can't afford to join our patron and uh, you want to help out, like, share, comment. Uh, get us out there more. Um, our listenership has increased. It's, it's actually tripled over the last week. But um, we, we need to keep that growing so then maybe they can start giving us ad money. We can get some of that sweet, sweet ad money. <laughs> and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we can make this a full-time thing for both of us. Um, you can reach us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on, oh, all the places. Uh, we are on um, Podchaser. We're on uh, Audible. We're on Amazon Music. You can find us on YouTube. Most of our stuff's up on YouTube. It's kind of a slow process. Uh, we have a Patreon page, Stoner's, Stoner's Point. Um, we're the also YouTube on YouTube thing would be coming faster, hopefully soon. Um, folks, I live out in the middle of freaking nowhere. I have to get my internet through Wish, and it comes megabyte by megabyte, you know, four to six weeks for delivery. Um, so, uh, but I'm hoping to find a way around that here soon. I should be getting that in the mail sometime next week, and you know, hopefully that, you know, I'll actually be able to do things the same day instead of it taking two days. Yep. And uh, in some episodes past, there's been a lot of audio issues, and we're working through that. Um, 
We've actually taken an old laptop and turned it into a like a Linux distro that's just for recording. We're going to start working with that, see if we can get that a little bit better. But yeah, we're aware of the audio issues, and we're doing our best to curb them. Um, but, you know, just stick with us. We're, we've only been doing this like a month. We've already got like 20 episodes up. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so and they're not all going to come rapid fire like they did with the mini. With Hey, I just got that. <laughs> yeah, our our rapid fire our rapid fire mass shooting episode um episodes um oh yeah, and we're going to do more like that, but they're not always going to be like that. Our our general idea is to have one episode out to you a week and some bonus content every week. And um yeah, but we're going that's our normal thing, but when we do when we do our our big discussions like the drug war is going to be and there's going to be others. We're, we're, there'll be, we'll have rapid fire minisodes. Um, I actually did enjoy doing that. I just, I didn't enjoy the topic as much as I thought I would. <laughs> the subject matter was the hard part. The topic was cool. I, I mean, I'm still good about the topic, but the subject matter sucked. God, I never, I never thought I'd be so affected by other people's death and destruction. And well, I, I learned that I'm, I, I have more humanity in me than I actually gave myself credit for. Um, <laughs> for the future topics on the uh, the fascism and socialism that you just heard are coming, um, if you happen to live in one of those countries that are you know pushing socialist, have been socialist, and you know, let us know how good or bad it is. You know, some of us over here have absolutely no idea. Now we keep hearing from the news that hey, this place is great, or then we hear from the other side, no, this place sucks. And ain't never damn one of them ever been there. So I'd love some firsthand knowledge. Yeah. If you folks live in a socialist nation, yeah. if you can get the word out, let me know. Yeah. If you live in a fascist nation, good luck. But if you can get the word out, please fucking <laughs> let me know. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you can get the word out, try to get yourself out, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it never ends well, at least not for what I've seen. That's the, and that seems like, I don't know if there are any, like, straight fascist nations that are outrightly so anymore because... They never end well. North Korea close. It's I know. Way more totalitarian. They're, they're a theocratic dictatorship. Yeah. And they they have like a, a basic like a socialist ish concept, but it's basically a theocratic dictatorship. Their their leader is God. Yeah. So and has been for several leaders. Jesus. But yeah, if you if you were in one of those situations or and you've gotten out, you know, definitely get back, get up with us. Let us know your your story a little bit. I mean, I'm not looking for an essay. Just you know, give us a quick idea, something we can discuss. Give, yeah, us, give us something a talking point. And uh, special shout out to our, uh, our friend of the pod, musician uh, Wickless Sky. He does our intro music. Um, and uh, you know, if you're hearing this and you're Wickless Sky and you're alive, let me know, man. Uh, there's some shit going on in Serbia, and I, I ain't heard from him in a few days, so I'm starting to get concerned. Um, but yeah, uh, check him out. He's on YouTube and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, and I guess that about covers it. Yeah? Good to go, folks. Y'all have a great one now. Yeah, fuck around and find out.